DJ PK, Hot Takes Your Toast, brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Visit www.utahhairmd.com. You don't lose your hair. I mean, it's right there. You know where it is. It's going down the drain. A little too literal there. I know. I was with uh, a guy in college, a roommate, and he was losing a young guy. And gosh, that train was constantly uh, just backed up, man, because he was losing it. Seemed like he was losing it every day, and he didn't like it. So this product would have been perfect for him. Got multiple questions today. One of one for the college football fans with Utah playing USC. How will the Utes respond this week? Rather well. Yeah? Yeah. You feeling good about it? Yeah. I am. Kyle got asked that question and offered no guarantees, said he couldn't really, well, no, but that was couldn't really answer that. Today's Thursday. And today? Yeah. Today they're feeling it. Some investigation that I've done. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win. But I think they're going to respond well. Chris says, I think they'll be dialed in. Crisis will bond them together. David will go where you and Chris won't, and he says dominant win. Ooh, I, I, yeah, I, possible. I'm, at this point, unless it's Arizona and Colorado, I'm ruling nothing out. That's a good theory right there. Especially when the other four are playing one of the other four. Referring to the other four in the South. Mm-hmm, exactly. But yes. the same when the South plays the North. Uh, it depends on who the North is and who's available. What What's the injury situations at the time you're playing them? I don't know if the Utes beat Washington State with Delora. I don't know that they don't, but I think they caught a break there, and I think those breaks even out. So when you get them, take advantage of them. Sometimes you don't even take advantage of them. So I mean, it's not like you're going to give it back and it doesn't count as much. I'm not saying any of that. That's just part of the factor that rolls into everything at the end of the season. Sometimes it matters when you play teams, and maybe it's not necessarily injury-related. It's just the fact, like, the, uh, the teams one team get better. quarterback. Yeah, who's to say, uh, because Cam Rising is so inexperienced, that in November he's not clicking big time. And so if you would have played them in October when he's just getting started as opposed to November when he's had four or five games under his belt, that he would be a lot better. So... It doesn't necessarily have to be injury. Sometimes it is, but not always. Because like, changes are made. These are young kids, somewhat unpredictable. So there's a lot of things that can go into it. I don't know. That the, I'm not going to say that the Utes are going to be inspired by the tragedy. Because if they lose, well, what does that say? That oh, Well, there's football factors. I mean, that's yeah, not the only factor. They, I mean, how many, how many times are they going to fumble? How well is the pass protection going to hold up? Yeah, I don't think they're going to fumble a lot. I don't, I don't think they got an epidemic issues of fumbling. Uh. How is SC going to play? That's another factor. SC's a big-time wild card. Absolutely, they're a wild card here. What do they got going? They already got two losses. It's amazing that we're barely getting started in conference play, and there's only three teams with zero losses. And one of them, you can argue, well, it's because they already had their bye. 
in, in terms of the Utes, maybe they wouldn't have been. You don't know. I don't and know that. We'll, we'll know in a week whether they get to 2-0. Yeah. Oh, but the point yeah. is, everyone, Kyle referred to it as week two. And for most teams, they most teams are two in. But SC's four in, and the Utes are one in. So yeah, it's all over the map. Yeah, most of it. The other two, Oregon State and the Devils, are both 2-0. and oh. And what is, what is that? You know, Devils got Colorado. If they would have got SC or, or whomever it might be, Oregon State early, maybe they wouldn't be. So the fact that you're 2-0 is nice. That's the goal. But it's not like, well, Anybody you're 2-0 because you're so dominant and you're the one that everyone's chasing. It's way too soon for that. And I don't believe in either of these teams that are 2-0 uh, to the point where everyone is chasing them. It's too early to say that. They've had a couple of nice wins. Oregon State certainly has. And good good on them because they've been down. And Jonathan Smith, this is his alma mater, blah, blah, blah. And anything that uh, the Beavers can do to usurp the Ducks, I'm all for it. Uh, there's a little guy over there having been there many times. And so with that in mind, good for them to play well. But still, if they're sitting there at 2-2, two and two, both teams that are 2-0, if both teams that are 2-0 and are sitting at 2-2, two and two, that's no surprise because Devils got Stanford and then the Utes. They could easily be 2-2. Two and two. Or 4-0, and 3-1. and one. Who knows? That's the, that's the fun part of it. That's why I love Pac-12 football. Anything can happen you know, for any team. You're waking up in Tuscaloosa and you're going to go to the game today. Okay, what time are we going to leave the game? Are we going to stay till the fourth quarter? We're going to leave in the middle of the third quarter because it's going to be over. What kind of fun is that? You're beating a snot at everybody week after week after week. And you got like two or three big games. whoop de doo Pac-12 is exciting virtually every week. And you have upsets. You have fun games. Yeah, I get it. It's not the best conference. It might not even be the second or third best conference. I don't know. But it's my conference, and I enjoy the crap out of it. <laughs> and it's going to stay that way. It is. And, I, and I've been saying this. I said this long before the Utes got in the conference, as you know. I and, do know that. Yeah. So I've been saying this since I've been a kid. Since, like, I think they joined in 78 or something, and I, I picked up on it, like, 81, and have enjoyed the conference ever since. And then it multiplied for me personally when I moved to the Los Angeles area. And then I had everybody was into Pac-12 football. If you're a college football fan, then you had the whole, all my staff at the Daily Breeze, we were all into it. We went to games. We were working desk shifts. We planned it out uh, on Saturday night. A friend of mine, I may have told you this story, but we're going to see UC Los Angeles and SC. So there's like four of us, and we planned, get the work done, get in early, get the work done. Because a large, when you're working on the desk shift in newspapers, at least then anyway, a large portion of it is, a, is you sit around early, and then when the games start ending, it's a mad rush to get the paper out, right? So you got a lot of downtime in the first part, especially if you can do stuff like on Sunday's paper, there was always stuff that would be like the baseball page where you can do that way early, you know what I mean? Because everything's all set, baseball columns and whatnot. So we do that, and we're going to go out, and we go to this place. It's like a pizza place. Well, it's packed, and we can't find a, a, a spot for the four of us. Well, one of my friends who happens to be African-American, he sees a spot, and he's yelling at us, hey, come on, come on, come on. It's, I got some spots here. It's, some t- it's a picnic table area. Well, unbeknownst to him is like 10 little white kids who are having a birthday party, 
and they just got up to go play the games. And the mom's looking at this guy, waving us over, yelling across the room. <laughs> just that terror in their eyes. Like, no, no, no. That's We've already got that. But, you know, he's African-American, so they want to be sensitive to the situation. They don't want to just say, get out of here. <laughs> so you got all that racial component going in. And he's innocent, right? Because he just sees seats, spots available. He doesn't realize that the kids are all playing games. Are you a Chuck E. Cheese? It's not that, but it's like might, that. Might as well be. Yeah. It was a local establishment and it had some video games and whatnot, some others, you know, uh, like with the yeah, soft pizza bobs. Yeah. Pizza bobs and IV. There's right, games. Right, yeah, right, right, right. And we just start laughing. He starts laughing when he realizes it's the middle, right in the middle of a 10 year old's birthday party. I'm poaching the table from these 10 year olds. We got them. Yeah. <laughs> and the moms had a look of terror and you could see what they were thinking and all that. So I really got into Pac 12, Pac 10 then. So I get it's not the best. And I was thinking about this the other day when I see Oregon lose. A lot of Ute fans getting high and mighty saying, oh, BYU's not going to go into a Power Five. I'm not sure, even without Oklahoma and Texas, that there's going to be a big difference between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 going forward in two years. Okay, well, Clemson just lost twice. Is there a big difference between the Big 12 the Pac-12? Yes, Clemson, I'm going to give them. I think there isn't in the conference, but Clemson, because they've had this playoff so team, what yes. Gonna, so what we're going to have is in any given year. Except it hasn't been in any given year for Clemson. It's been every Two power year. teams. But why have we had so many blowouts in semifinals? We've gone to the four-team and the semis. And right now, aren't you anticipating that Alabama and Georgia are going to end up? At, I mean, we have a ton of injuries and stuff can happen. But aren't you anticipating right now Alabama and Georgia are going to be in opposite semis? And they're going to win. I mean, who looks prepared to stand up to them? Oklahoma doesn't look like they can score. Ohio State, for once, and Ohio State may still win the conference, but for once, that conference race looks interesting. I hope there's somebody who can stand up to them because I love the drama and I love multiple rounds of drama. You know, but I'm talking about the Big 12 and the Pac-12. I'm not talking about the Big 10. Yeah, but I just think the whole country. It's like we we say the SEC's great, and I don't think the SEC's great. Uh, You went to Tennessee and won. I think it is great. There are teams at the top of the SEC that are great. several. I think it is great. You can't have everybody be great. That's junior high stuff. You really think there's a third team that's great? Maybe not this year, but uh, just look at the number of professionals that go into the league. They dominate. Yes, I think they are far and away better. I mean, I'm not going to focus on this year or whatever. It's not about this year. When we're gauging these conferences, it's not a singular. It's over the course of time. And if you look at the number of NFL players, they roll. Yes, I do. I think that I think it's substantially better. But they pay substantially better. The interest is substantially greater. So all the factors that lead up to it are there. All the ducks are in a row for them to be absolutely awesome. In a given year or so, I mean, LSU looks like, okay, we're on the, what's his face? Uh, Orgeron. Orgeron watch, right? So we're how gonna, it feels, because yeah, he had an right. awesome year, yeah. and now a year and a half of not awesomeness. Right, and he's sort of a, a rich man's Clay Helton. And it was like, okay, we'll give you the job, everybody loves you, you're a good dude, but can you really, really do it? Every year. Yeah. Well, he did it the one year, got Burrow down there, and they were offense was pro- prolific. And I hate the fact that they have the yard markers every five yards. It drives me nuts. 
Get that The way out. they number their field. Yeah. You know you're looking at an LSU game. Yeah, I hate that. Nobody else is numbering the 15-yard line like that. No. They it let us figure c- it out. It clutters up my screen. Yeah. Don't do it every five. If you're going to do that, do every yard then. But see, I think they love it. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> you it. You don't, but you're not an LSU fan. I don't like it. I've been in that stadium. I covered game there. Utah so, State. Uh, yeah, right before 9-11. And uh, so I look at it across the board, and I think they are dominant. Sure, yeah, that conference is. But I think the Pac-12 is not dominant. But I don't care. I want fun. And I get fun. I get upsets. And I know they do. They want to be the big this, time. And that will this be more of an upset blah, blah, blah. or this is just more of a toss-up game going in? I, I mean, it'll be an upset, but... Uh, I mean, there's always one upset. team. Exactly, because one team's favored by two or four points or so whatever. So you go but, by that. Yeah. yeah. Till you get up into more than a touchdown, maybe 10 points or so. I mean, you get to 10 or 14 points, and then you're working on it. I expect but. SC to come out breathing fire. Because these assistants are working for work. They need their next job. Yeah. Either they get retained, and a couple probably will, a couple usually do. Well, not or if they, they land, suck. Or they, yeah. Or they land somewhere else. Because look, look what you did. So if I'm whatever my position coach is, if I'm coaching whatever position, I make sure my guys, because I'm auditioning for future work, because if we, speaking from the SC standpoint, just go in and lay eggs the rest of the way, then that's going to scar me. And where am I going to go next? Probably not going to be there. And, and do I have to really, really drop down to what level? So from that position, I expect these guys to coach the heck out of these, the, whatever their position group is. Uh, Graham Harrell, you know, he was up for head coaching jobs. You heard his name being out there floating around. So he can't control a lick on what the defense does. But if the offense is looking pretty good, then he's in prime position to at least be a coordinator. I'm sure he wants to remain, if he can't be at SC, be a coordinator somewhere in a Power 5 league, right? So with, th- with that in mind, I think they're going to be as ready as they can. And the Utes, hey, they're 1-0, man. And they had a bye. And obviously the first week and all that stuff, they didn't have a whole lot to distract them from the tragedy. At least this week, in the, in the temporary, they've had some stuff to distract them to, to not focus on the death of a, of a youngster. Just awful. And so they can sit back and say, man, we got a legitimate chance to win the South. I mean, who really cares if you lose a couple of ball games early? Didn't BYU one year start, Detmer one of his years, start crappy like 0-3, yep. 0-4 or something, and they won the league. Right? They won the league. Didn't they follow? Didn't they, they won the league. Yeah. I remember the year. I don't remember it. I mean, no. I remember the I don't so remember they lost, the year. Here it is. They lost three in a row, and they were playing like Colorado. They might have played UCLA or somebody like that, but Florida State. I, they had a good schedule early, whoever it was. Uh-huh. I might be mangling some years together. They started 0-3. They got in a league play. They went through it undefeated. They won eight in a row. Season finale. They played the Aztecs to a 52-52 tie. Oh, yeah. I remember being and then they went to the, that night. They went back to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl, and they played Iowa to like a 13-13 tie. It was weird yeah. that they played a really high-scoring tie, 
freakishly high scoring. And they played so a they two real, ties that year? Yes, they were 8-3-2. Oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. And it was all streaks. Three straight losses, eight straight wins, back-to-back ties. Well, that's undefeated in soccer. <laughs> well, the three, except for the three-loss thing. But no, they had I mean, a 10-game. After, after the yeah, three-loss. 10 games unbeaten. That's how you spin that. Well, you don't do that. That's your silly sport. Well, there, that. the thing Nobody is that in that, that era, the tie, because the Aztecs had a loss, the tie game in the conference title. So they uh, could play for it. They didn't that, have to go but for they, two. But they did not run around. We went 10 games without No, they actually, they, the Iowa thing was thing. a downer because they threw a pick at the well, end of the game. Yeah, regardless, that's just a soccer thing. Uh, on that, whether they got an interception at the end of the game or they threw a pick at the end of the game, that a tie is not. Well, I didn't lose, and that that never flew in in the real football. So why wouldn't the Utes think that? I mean, what difference does it make? They lost to San Diego State and BYU. Mm, all right, you lost one is in overtime on a concocted two point rule that they just made up on the fly for some reason that makes no sense to me. Because we're taking care of player safety. Yeah, right. So, and that... After you've had three hours of collisions. Right. <laughs> so, well, so. probably three and a half hours. Who are we kidding? Like, I, I ate three pizzas, and then I washed it down with a salad. I mean, <laughs> so, so, and one of the plays in overtime, one of the series was one play. They were gassed. And one play, boom. 25-yard pass to Dixon, touchdown. That's all it was. So that, I mean, it's a, it goes down as a loss, and I get it. You're not supposed to lose to teams like that, blah, blah, blah. But I, my point on that is either none, neither of those games has any bearing on Saturday. And you can go 2-0 with arguably the best win of anybody in the South at that point. Uh, that's a good t- sports talk radio talking point. But to your point about the South, it's great. You got that one, but now there'll be another toss-up game the next week. Or in two weeks. Right. I mean, at some point you're going to hit Arizona and Colorado, and those shouldn't be toss-ups. But, yeah. But that's so. But I when, get that. You haven't accomplished. You've gone, you gone 2-0. and All that means is you're 2-0. and That's what I'm saying about the other two teams. They're 2-0. and Good for them. But that doesn't mean, Jack, you're 2-0. and Whoop-de-doo. Uh, it's better than being 1-1. One and one. Yeah. That's what you got. But in terms of spin, then they can spin it. Well, we've rectified our situations. Well, our I problems think that, are yeah. corrected. We're 2-0, and oh, man. It changes everything. Somebody will say, you're now the first team to win in the Coliseum. Let's go be the first team to win the Pac-12 conference title. Well, let's... Yeah, let's... I mean, there'll be eight more games to go, but... At least you have a shot at that. And then if they lose, it's like, well, whoop-de-doo. SC's already got two losses. We're ahead, ahead of them even with the loss. So we don't have to worry about them. <laughs> right? Spin it. Right. They will. They'll spin it that way, particularly if it's a decent played game. Because I can live with losses, particularly at the college level, if you play well. And what I mean by that is Utah has already done that multiple times in the Coliseum. I was there on the sidelines. I felt no sadness when Troy Williams came up a yard short. They battled the heck out of the opponent in that game. A kid, a local kid, played his high school ball down the road, trying to make a play. He comes up a yard short. It sucks in the moment. But, I mean, it's not like I was proud of the Utes. They're not my Utes. But I felt good for them because they battled this team right to the end. There's a winner and loser every game. 
And so I don't see where you would be dejected. Now, if you go down there and lose 41 to 10, that's in a whole nother story. Got a lot of people weighing in, Ryan. Hopefully they respond well, but demanding a win certainly isn't necessary for what they've been through over the past year. And Larry says, uh, these guys have buried two friends slash brothers slash teammates in nine months. Just getting on the field is a win. Well, they're going to get on the field. They're going to get on the field every time. Question marks will get answered Saturday night, 6 o'clock. The game's on Big Fox. I think we've seen situation, and it's not to diminish the tragedy in any respect whatsoever, and you have to make sure that you keep qualifying that because it's true. But I think throughout the history of sports, we've seen situations akin to this, maybe not as deep and as bad or whatever, that's up to you to decide, where people were able to focus in the moment and take their minds off of it and really take the task at hand and find ways to succeed. So it's certainly not out of the realm. Particularly, I would think, I'm not a psychologist under any degree, but maybe young folk are more resilient. Can you make that argument? Seems like you can. Is it true or not? I Possibly, don't know. And, but it's, you know, you're talking about so many players. Is it, is it going to be true for every player? And they had different levels of relationship with them, I assume. So, I don't know. Start predicting that stuff. Hard to do. Bowlers coming up in about 15 minutes. Lincoln Kennedy at 8.30. Stay with us.